You're now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast, your daily podcast for sports card news and opinions. What's up, podcast? So before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you about our newest sponsor, Starstock. Starstock is building a sports card marketplace aimed to be faster and cheaper for flipping sports cards than any other platform, and it's launching next week. This is a ground-level moment, and Starstock is currently looking for people who want to start selling their cards on this new platform. Here's what Starstock is offering. 5% commission, no ingestion fee, you can send your cards, and it makes it easy to list. Cards are guaranteed and secured in a vault. You can also choose to ship your cards back at any time or store them there or push them to the market whenever you feel the time is right. You can buy, flip, and sell your cards on the platform with just a click of a button. If you are interested in getting involved as a seller, you can contact Mike at StarStock.com. StarStock is looking for current rookie cards and prospects. For more information, you can also contact Mike at StarStock.com. Now let's get into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, something that I noticed on eBay like last week at some point, there was a run of a bunch of like vintage football cards. And now I, I know people are sort of specific when it comes to titling, titling stuff. And so it was, it was the 84 Jerry Rice. It was the 81, uh, it, it was 80 in, in order, basically. And I don't know what the, in order doesn't really matter. It was 86 Jerry Rice, the 81 Joe Montana, and then the 76 Walter Payton. So those all sold. Um, they're all PSA 10s, so that's one thing to note. The Jerry Rice sold for the most. That was 24000 The Joe Montana sold for 15000 And the Walter Payton sold for 19780 19, so almost twenty. But I am wondering... Yeah, I guess I'm wondering, like, in the future, like, where where will those cards sit in comparison to, like, I mean, modern cards, basically. Because, like, if you look at, I'm guessing the, the low populations of those cards is something that I find fairly interesting. Because, like, they're all in, like, I think the... The Jerry Rice is there's twenty thousand cards graded and there's only fifty fifty six PSA tens. And then it's very similar with the Joe Montana. I think there's around a hundred and there was like sixteen thousand graded and then um, the Walter Payton was in the like fifty to sixty range. So like if you look at like Lucas now and, you know, I guess I've, I've already kind of gone down this this road sort of saying, like, uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't buy Luca or whatever. I, I, you know, I guess it like it really comes down to the supply and demand of these cards compared to well, the supply and supply and demand of the the vintage football compared to the basketball. I mean, if Luca goes on to be goes on to be LeBron or whatever or becomes like Giannis like if it's like Luka and Giannis are like basically the two best players in the league like where could their base prisms go for rookies and it it might even be that base prism isn't even 
the card that you should get. Maybe it comes, like maybe in, because, well, so these are from the 70s and 80s. So like that was 40, 40-ish years ago. So like if 40 years from now, like are, like what, you know, what is, what could cards even be? Like, will they even be, will they even make cards? Will they all be digital cards? So like, I guess it's kind of a, a topic that, are, like, how are we going to look? And, and, and because with those tops cards, those were really the only, only cards that were made. So and it maybe it gives more weight to collecting older cards compared to, you know, c- compared to newer cards. And I don't know if that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make here, but like, you know, that the PSA 10s of those are, uh, there's only a percentage compared to the Lucas. Like the Lucas at this point, I haven't really, whenever, the, the craziest thing about the Lucas is when you go to check the population report, it like crashes the PSA website. So it's like hard to even find, it's hard to even actually find the Lucas. And cause last time I checked, they were in the 8,000 range. So like when you have a card that's in the hundred, like the 50 to a hundred range, where, how much effect is that going to have on the price long-term? And I, you know, I, clearly, I mean, the cards are already pretty high end. Like you're like, they're already in the 15, 15,000 range. So it's not like, it's not like we're waiting. It's not like, uh, we're waiting for these cards to go up in price at all. Like they've already kind of hit where the range of where they're going to sell for. Now it's going to come down to where do they, where does the price of those cards go from here? Like, or like if, if maybe if you're looking for one of those higher, those higher-end cards, is it, you know, maybe it won't be the base Luca that goes up. Maybe it'll be, like, it'll be one of the numbered Lucas or the autos or something. Like, if, if you look at how, it, and it may even be, like, if you look at, um, you got to, maybe, you know, I'm trying to think of how, like how you should kind of compare and how I would compare. I would say you should look for Lucas that are potentially in the same PSA 10 range. Like that would maybe be the red or like a even cuz the thing with silvers too. It's like even with silvers the the pop report of those has got to be in the like fifth, like 1000 to 1500 range. So you would want to, in theory, be looking for cards that are in the 50 to 100 range for PSA 10s, which and probably of the, of the Prism cards, which would probably, I don't know what percentage of, the, of all the cards would be in that range, like for the for the reds or the blues. I mean, based off of the percentage of how many tens there are even in general for the base, I would imagine the reds and the blues are probably, there's probably 150 or 50-ish 
tens of all of the cards in general. Um, so I would say maybe looking at that and saying, rather than buying one of the base, if you can afford it, because like obviously, you know, you're not looking at like even now. I mean, the the base Lucas are at like six hundred. So like maybe then maybe it's not. I guess I mean the the, the thing is like the Joe Montana, the Jerry Rice, the Walter Payton, those are all, like, top two or three at their position. So I'm looking at it that way. Where And I know it's football and football and uh, basketball. But, you know, like, I've been doing a little bit of comparison between sports recently. And if you follow me on Twitter, you can kind of – you saw – I had, like, a take on Joe Burrow about everyone knew – he was going to be or no. Everyone knew that Anthony Davis was going to LA, but he still had like a a bump in his card prices. And even since that LA trade, they've gone up in like which is which was weird because like like I said, everybody knew he was getting traded to LA. Like and even if he got traded to Boston, I think we still would have seen a similar rise in his cards. Uh, maybe not to the point where we're at now with the with his LA cards, but still, I think everyone knew he was getting traded, yet I mean, I'm sure people actually probably made a significant amount of money on those cards, because of, it was such a sure thing, so I was saying, like, it's such a sure thing that Joe Burrow is going to go number one, but, like, is it this weird paradox where, like, for whatever reason, someone doesn't buy the card, doesn't buy the card before there's a, he's the number one pick, but then after it's like, oh, now I want the card. It's like, but you knew he was going to be the first pick overall anyway, so like, why, why wait? Same, similar with Anthony Davis. So I've been doing kind of these comparisons where I'm looking at situations slash scenarios of like sh- either sure things or in between sports. So I know I'm comparing classic football to basketball now, and it is a little bit tougher. Um, you know, I don't know, and it, it could it could be you got to look at a di- maybe the Luca and the 2018 2019 cards won't ever really get to the point where the maybe they won't get to the point where they're kind of expensive like or they're super expensive like this. I mean, you could easily find a Luca in the twenty thousand dollar range. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's I'm sure there's twenty thousand dollar Lucas that are out there, and you could easily find them. Um, it's just a matter of like, why, why are they like, why are they, how much they're, how, why are they 20,000? And I think it's mostly rarity. And if he becomes one of the best, you know, I think it's, that's, that's kind of how I'm looking at it and comparing some of those, some of those cards. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of, that's basically all I got. Uh, I was looking at some of the cards and trying to think of how that could looking at those cards, looking at the football cards and seeing how that could either help or affect kind of maybe some of the collecting or buying that you're doing. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening here. Uh, It's Heroes for Sale on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. I'll see you in the next episode.